would like to introduce Kenneth Cologne, he's CEO and co-founder of IzzyCare, and going to talk about creating a patient-centric global decentralized health system. So, Kenneth, all yours. Thank you. Hey everyone, um, thanks thanks for coming. I know you guys are all probably pretty eager for lunch, so I appreciate you taking the time to uh, stop by and listen to what I have to say. Um, so, you know, the title of my talk is "Creating a Patient-Centered, Patient-Centric Global Decentralized Health System." Now, what the hell does that mean? Um, we're we're going to get into that. Um, what I ideally want to do in this talk is kind of take you through step by step. Um, through the system that we're building here at, at IzzyCare. Um, beginning first with you know, looking at different models of primary care, um, then looking into some of the technical innovations we're applying on both the AI and blockchain side, um, and then how we're tying everything together. And I hope from this talk, you know, not only you learn a little bit, little bit more about what we're doing, but I hope that you can you know, learn some things from, from this talk and maybe apply some of the you know, models and, and tech that we mentioned in our talk into and the companies you're each working on. So, um, so as I mentioned, we're going to kind of go through a few different topics here. We're going to cover a lot of ground. So first is different care models. So looking at specifically at direct primary care and collaborative care. The second is you know aspects of virtual care. So looking at telemedicine specifically, you know messaging, live video, um, and intelligent assistance. So natural language processing based um, chatbots, etc. Um, third, we're going to look into blockchain applications. Fourth, we're going to cover insurance. Um, and lastly, internationalization. So looking at supporting different languages, um, different cultures. And then we're going to wrap up, try to tie it all together. So you know, before we get into any of the tech stuff, I think, and I think a lot of you will agree that most of the problems in healthcare today aren't really technical. It's more so how care is delivered and the incentives around care. Um, and so that's why I kind of find two models of primary care delivery especially um, promising. The first is direct primary care. As I'm sure most of, many of you may be familiar with, direct primary care is a subscription-based model where in lieu of you know, co-pays, et cetera, you pay your primary care doctor a monthly subscription fee. Kind of something in the range of you know thirty to one hundred dollars per month, depending on the clinic, um, and that includes you know same day appointments, around the clock access to your doctor, um, and what this does is really kind of removes any third party intermediaries from making the interaction between you and your doctor any more complicated. Um, you know you just have direct connection to your doctor, and you know a lot of studies have shown that this is improved outcomes or chronic conditions um, and is, you know, on the whole, a lot more cost-effective than you know, a typical insurance-based system. Second is collaborative care. Um, collaborative care, by you know, most definitions, is integrating both primary care, you know, what we traditionally think of as primary care, and behavioral health. Um, so both you know, mental health, psychotherapy, um, as well as nutrition and wellness. So you know, registered dietitians, bringing them into the mix. Um, and one of the reasons I find this especially promising is that by bringing in you know, psychotherapists, dietitians, nutritionists into the care team alongside primary care physicians, we can more easily identify uh, chronic conditions like depression um, before they worsen and before they end up costing the patient not only you know, 
lots of you know time loss perhaps you know from work um, you know not, not even mentioning the huge medical bills they can face you know if they need to be hospitalized um, for a depressive episode um, so it really goes a long way towards making preventative medicine a reality so we have direct primary care and collaborative care we can bring these two together so that we have a subscription-based model for accessing both you know, family medicine and behavioral health. Now, how can we supplement this with you know, the latest and greatest in technology? So first, obviously, is telemedicine. Um, using encrypted messaging and live video, we can allow our doctors to connect with their, with their patients um, anytime, anywhere. No need for the patient to you know, go to the office to be seen. Um, a lot of the research shows that you know, up to 80% of you know, healthcare needs can be addressed virtually. Um, this, you know, not only eliminates a lot of hassle for the patient, but also goes a long way towards cost effectiveness. Um, secondly, intelligent assistance. So, as I'm sure many of you know, um, most physicians today spend up to 50% of their time doing non-clinical tasks. That is, you know, working on billing, charting, etc. A lot of things that they didn't sign up for, you know, when they went to medical school. That's where we can apply uh, AI-based assistance. So we can help automate a lot of the care team's workflows so that they can focus on patient care, allowing them to spend more time with their patients and, again, go a long way towards increasing cross-effectiveness of care. Thirdly, I want to get into blockchain applications. So, so far, we've talked about you know, models of primary care and how we can use technology to supplement that. But there's still a lot missing, and I think it can still be very much improved upon. So one of the you know, key applications of blockchain that we're seeing is tokenizing wellness. Um, so what does that mean? So using smart contracts, uh, IoT data, um, we at IzzyCare allow our patients to set their own goals. So whether it's you know, hitting a, hitting a certain amount of steps, losing weight, um, you know, connecting that to a Bluetooth-connected scale, for example, our patients can set goals and receive tokens, which they can then use to pay down the cost of their membership at a discounted rate. This incentivizes them to kind of take their healthcare into their own hands um, and at the same time reduces costs for us since, you know, they're being active members in their care. Um, second is patient data ownership. So this is hugely important and has been addressed by a lot of the talks you guys have seen here um, so far. The biggest application of this I that we're seeing is data monetization. So using blockchain to enable patients to not only own their data but be able to monetize it um, by sharing it by sharing it and opting in to um, medical research projects in exchange for tokens. Um, on at IzzyCare, we're also enabling patients to share their data with us. So instead of us automatically you know, going through their health records, using it to improve our own systems, we enable them to opt in to share their data with us, um, at which they are paid for in tokens, um, so that we can improve our systems and you know, ultimately better, better provide our service. Um, the third use case is um, DAP platforms, or decentralized applications. So um, at a, I was at a talk in San Francisco recently, and one of the speakers there mentioned how what healthcare is lacking is sort of an, an app store, if you will. Um, and so using a, you know, a, de a decentralized application platform, we can enable 
healthcare entrepreneurs, technology startups to offer their, you know, their applications, their services directly to our members and integrate into a part, a wider, a wider ecosystem. The last thing is decentralized decision making. Um, so, I know, I'm sure many of you have dealt with. You know, a lot of frustrations in dealing with insurance. Um, personally, <laughs> uh, I'm from New York, and Oscar Health is is um, you know one of the dominant players in, in New York, um, which we're, you know we're in New York, so I'm sure you, a lot of you guys have, have heard of Oscar. But you know they recently cut out I think two thirds of the major in health systems that were part of the network, and that left a lot of people without you know easy access to coverage in, in certain areas. Um, and you know insurers all the time will raise their rates, deny certain people coverage. Um, and so by decentralizing decision making and allowing patients and providers to, uh, to stake their tokens to vote for protocol changes, we can you know, give power to patients and ensure that they can guide the future of the system um, and ensure that all their care needs are met without um, having to trust in a centralized, centralized entity. The last thing I want to cover is insurance. Um, so we've talked about using, you know, direct primary care, collaborative care to address, you know, the bulk of care needs, um, and talked about how technology can help us do that, and you know, incentivize healthy behaviors, etc. The one of the coolest things that it enables is, you know, a drastic reduction in in healthcare costs, um, because by focusing on preventive medicine, um, collaborative, integrated care. You can really reduce a lot of the downstream costs that come along with specialist care, third-party services, etc. So, um, you know, say we have an existing, you know, one million members subscribed into, you know, onto this membership. Um, you know, they're getting the bulk of their care needs done. If you can then easily offer to these members a low-cost insurance supplement that covers, basically, fills in all the blanks that you know the core membership doesn't. Um, and so that's what we're working on here at IzzyCare. So in addition to the core membership, which provides family medicine and psychotherapy services, um, we're looking at rolling out our insurance product. And so we're plugging into existing third-party services, like using Helix for genomic uh, screening, using Rubicon MD for specialist e-consults, which enables our physicians to treat up to 80% of cases that would otherwise need a specialist referral. And lastly, fresh grocery delivery um, to supplement our nutrition and wellness coaches so that when they prescribe a diet plan to our patients, um, the patient can more easily follow it because all the ingredients they need are delivered right to their door. Um, and just to you know, kind of go back to insurance pricing, I think one of the biggest things here is um, essentially we want to enable kind of insurance that makes more sense. Um, to me, at least, Deductibles and coinsurance have never really made any sense, um, and so what we're doing that is replacing that with a flat fee that, you know, as I mentioned, encompasses all of the, you know, any third-party services you may need to receive, um, and we're doing that at the same price, same flat fee for everyone involved. I see no reason that, you know, you should be charged differently just because of your gender, your sex, your race, or any you know history of chronic conditions. I mean, if we take the whole host of chronic conditions into account. You know, over eighty percent of us probably have a, a pre-existing condition. So this may, this model we've discussed so far may work. You know, here in, in the U.S. Um, you know, but how do we support other languages, other cultures, um, other nations? So we're introducing multilingual support. 
Um, so that means connecting patients to providers that speak their native language. So you know, even here in the U.S., you have a large Hispanic population. Um, so take my grandmother, for instance. She does speak English, but prefers to speak with her providers in Spanish. So it can often be rather difficult to find you know, people who can speak to her in her native language, but you know, can also provide the care she needs. So what we're doing is matching patients directly to providers that speak their language, that you know, are aware of the you know, differences in culture um, and kind of different connotations in language, et cetera. And we're doing the same thing with our chatbot, ensuring that you know, our AI can handle not only just, you know, just strictly translation, but you know, I guess, again, as I said, differences in culture. Um, we're, one of the things when thinking about kind of globalization and, and pricing in particular um, is thinking about uh, purchasing power. So one of the things we're taking into account is the purchasing power parity ratio. So basically what that means is, you know, what you can buy for a dollar here, um, you know, is drastically different than, you know, other parts of the world, you know, where a currency might not be as strong. Um, so by taking that into account, we can ensure affordability across the globe. And by applying that to our tokenized rewards, we can also ensure that patients are are earning rewards that are kind of in line with how much their services cost based on their location. Uh, lastly, one of the areas we're tackling is public partnership. So looking at you know working with governments, especially in uh, emerging economies across Latin America and Africa, um, and we're working with them to help them streamline their uh, public health care expenditure. So enabling access you know to basic health care needs through our platform you know, at a drastically reduced rate from what they're currently spending. So now, um, you know, just wrapping it all together and a little bit of a sh shameless self-promotion. So we're essentially what we're doing is offering this core membership model, and so that enables you as a patient to connect with a family medicine doctor, a psychotherapist, and a nutrition and wellness coach, and they're supplemented by our AI, um, who you know helps them automate various clinical tasks, as I mentioned. And that goes for $99 a month. We are currently over about 3,000 members, um, growing at over 100% month over month. Um, and our goal here is to try to reach as many patients as possible and get them onboarded to this plan. Um, in Q1, we'll, be, we'll begin issuing our first tokenized rewards, so allowing patients to actually receive tokens um, for the goals that they set. Then in, kind of, we're aiming for late 2019, early 2020 for the initial piloting of our insurance product here in New York City. Um, and so that kind of, as I mentioned, will help fill the gaps in, in coverage and provide patients a really you know, low cost, convenient alternative to their insurance plans. So for example, a lot of our members so are paying for our membership, but also you know, continuing to pay $400 to $800 a month in premiums for their insurance plan that they're not really using. Um, so this will enable them to switch over and get all of their coverage through one convenient place, um, you know, one place that puts them at the center of their care and gives them a network that they can really influence and you know help guide into the future. Um, so yeah, I mean that's 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 pretty much all I got. But um, you know, if you want to learn more about what we're doing, we'll you know we'll be around here. And I hope that you know, aside from learning about what we're doing, I hope that you know you can. Maybe kind of take away some a few points about just the, the different models in care and you know different aspects of technology and see how you can apply them in your own health systems, your own companies. 
Um, so yeah, I know you guys are all probably eager to get lunch, and we're running pretty far behind, so I'll wrap it up here. But thank you.